everyone, welcome back to the Girls Across the Grid podcast. It has been a hot minute since we have been with you. So we're coming to you today with a special episode. This is our Monaco special. If you didn't know, if you haven't seen on our Instagram, me and Laura went to Monaco a couple of weeks ago. So we just thought we'd do a quick recap, answer some of your questions, and we do have a special guest joining us for the episode today. So let's get cracking. Okay, so welcome back. We are back. Welcome to our Monaco special episode. It is just me and Laura today. Hi, Laura. Hi. I can't wait to relive our little trip, but it'll probably oh, just make me sad. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm still reminiscing with all the injuries that I picked up from being there. Monaco has never truly left me, and we've been back almost two weeks now. How are you feeling? We're T-minus 12 days since we got back in England <laughs> and um, Wales. <laughs> sad to be honest (laughs) but Silverstone is not that far away now it's like just less than a month so we've got that to look forward to now yeah I feel like Silverstone's going to be completely different vibes tomorrow like it is it will be I think it's going to it's going to feel like a whole different experience like I honestly can't even imagine any part of Monaco and Silverstone being the same it it, literally it won't be is so I went last year but i didn't camp and this year we're camping there's going to be is it about 12 of us camping at one campsite together which would be really cool um it's yeah it's completely different i've never been to a street circuit so i didn't really know what to expect with monaco but silverstone is definitely a different vibe how did monaco compare to silverstone last year it it was just so different i don't know if i can compare them (laughs) it's just I mean, to be fair, I went to Silverstone by myself, so already four of us went together and we met up with some girls across the grid girls there too, so already it was quite different, but it's just a complete different vibe. The only way, the best way to describe Silverstone is just a festival with some cars. I love that. I feel like Silverstone's just going to give, like, pure British summer vibes. Yeah. Like, in a field with, like, stands that just sell beer and cider and people drunk in a field crappy food van food like festival vibes with a side order of racing like that's how i imagine silverstone is going to be that is it literally that's it although some of the food vans are quite like nice and expensive i mean i'm looking forward to that i'm a big foodie we know that oh there's plenty Um, of food choice excited i say i'm a big foodie i'm a big fussy foodie like i like <laughs> trying new versions of things that i already know i like yeah <laughs> like i'm not gonna go out and try something new but i will try a new version of something that i know is my favorite so yes. i'm excited for that <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm the same actually so i feel like compared to silverstone monaco had lots of different types of vibes i don't know if you'd agree but like you had the expensive money side of things and walking along past the yachts in the evening and thinking oh my gosh I wish that was my life there was the vibes you know I feel like it had sort of like Ibiza Marbella vibes as well like the parties were just yeah I was just gonna say the track at night for everyone who doesn't know the Monaco racetrack the bit on the harbour actually turns into a party at night and there's like lots of clubs and bars like along the track and they just open up where they they build like do they build terraces they erect ter- erect terraces <laughs> no i'm they, not sure how they do it 
They just put some like bollards out and say this is our club, like on the track. Yeah, it's mostly outside, isn't it? Yeah, and so I feel like that that gave me like Ibiza vibes and Marbella vibes. The Marbella vibes because it was like expensive. Yeah. I mean, even the Ibiza vibes because like I paid eight euros for a bottle of water one night. Or I mean, I was expecting that. It was in Monaco, but still. <laughs> it's still water. Um, so I feel like that was like. The vibes compared to like what I would imagine Silverstone to be, or like what yeah. you know Silverstone to be, was just like it was completely different. Yeah, and like the fact that we're camping, I'm so excited that we're camping because last year I'd met up with a couple of people and some of them were camping and it just looked so fun. And like when we stayed late to watch the music and stuff, like the vibes of the people going back to the campsite was just amazing. And then there was me having to drive back to my place that I was staying at, but. To be fair, I am I excited for camping? Probably not, no. I'm sure by, question. like, after a couple of days, I'll start getting tired and the whole camping thing will not seem as fun. There'll be so many of us, we'll just, like, keep each other going. <laughs> you know what? I feel like it's going to be the opposite because I feel like we're all going to be a we'll little bit like, oh my, God, oh, my God, camping right at the start. But, like, when I've been to festivals and stuff before, like, we can probably like emulate the vibe like everyone in the evening like all sits round together you've all got your camping chairs a couple of drinks random snacks being passed around and you just absolutely like talk rubbish in this circle like and it's dark and you can't see anything and you're probably getting cold and the midges are coming after you like but that is like the good vibes for me it's just sitting there in the evening having a drink like in the middle of a field so I feel like the first couple of days we're all going to be a little bit like oh gross camping but once we like do you know what I don't care anymore that's when I think it's going to get good yeah I know know, I don't care what I look like I don't care what I smell like we're Mm. not going to smell this showers on the campsite but you're going to feel like you smell because you're camping yeah no but yeah well that that will be um we'll cover more of that on what i assume will be our silverstone special episode all four of us me laura becca and shannon we're all going to silverstone we're all camping together so we're going to come back from that with every single cringy story you can imagine let's get back to monaco so let's start from the beginning so laura we've probably mentioned before comes from the absolute like corner of wales like imagine wales and it has that little tail coming off of it in like the bottom left that's where laura lives (laughs) yeah like laura came to mind like a couple of days before we actually flew just to break up the journey yeah i wouldn't want to drive to stanford from where you live i'm not gonna lie yeah no is this i have well i haven't literally driven i've been in the car it's not fun well i had a Um, little mini trip before i actually got to yours because i stayed at a friend's house in cardiff first to 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 break up the drive to your house and then stay at yours and we had a little day out before we flew out as well so a little mini holiday before our monaco holiday we went actually went shopping and bought stuff to take with us like the day before we was flying we was in the shops like oh should we get this oh this is nice should we buy this i needed that shopping trip though i was not well i wasn't i didn't not have enough stuff i just didn't really like the stuff I brought yeah I was literally buying stuff like well say like up until like the day before we went like it was really bad but so we did that and then we had to get up like really early on the Wednesday got to the airport we managed to fit in one glass of wine and a breakfast before we got on the plane me and Laura had it cushy both ways we had a spare seat in the middle so it was actually really comfy but yeah so it was all good we landed in the airport and it was the Cannes Film Festival whilst we was out there as well so um there was 
quite a lot of people flying into Nice um, who were going to Cannes. We're stood there in the queue for passport control because, as you all well know, since Brexit, passport control takes twice as long if you're from Britain and you have to get a stamp in your passport every single everywhere you go now. We're still in the queue for passport control and Jessica, um, she comes from Switzerland and her flight had landed like before ours so she was waiting for us at the airport. Send us a picture, she saw, she saw like Ed Westwick in arrivals and I was literally like, I just stood in the, in the queue for passport control, Brexit vibe and I just yelled out, oh my God, it's Chuck Bass. And everyone just sort of like looked at me like, is she okay? <laughs> and then the airport lady came over and was like, yeah, I've seen him in arrivals and I'm like, yeah. I know. <laughs> and I was like, I can't even believe I missed that. Like, I honestly, to be fair, I'm kind of glad that we missed it because I think I would have passed out. I am, because like, you would have just freaked out. I would, I would have run out of I mean, I would have as well, but you would have just, like, the reaction Corin had to this photo <laughs> was, like, enough. Yeah, like, it's, like, probably best. Like, if you had to see me, like, I for sure would be sat here right now with a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. So yeah, Jessica saw him in the airport and we was all like, oh my gosh. But as soon as we walked through the airport, we we got through passport control, walked into baggage claim. And the first thing we saw was like 10 posters of Charles. Yeah. Like you could not turn a corner in the airport. Oh yeah. And Max. Because there was loads of like Max posters with like a watch on. But like in the airport, everywhere you turned, there was like Charles's face was staring at you on his APM Monaco adverts. And, like, even we stood at baggage, baggage light reclaim and his face was above us. Like, it was everywhere. Like, I'm not even joking. Yeah, speaking but... of posters, that reminded me, throughout the whole trip, well, we established quite early on that she couldn't do this anymore, but Jessica, one of the girls we were with, was like, oh, my God, look, it's Max. Whilst, like, this was once we had arrived in Monaco and we all just were, like, looking around frantically, like, oh, my God, where? She was pointing at a poster. So we were just yeah. like, right, okay, let's clarify that it's a poster and not actually max before we all go crazy yeah so we landed we tried using public transport to get to the airbnb we'll say no more about that because we did end up walking through nice with our suitcases hand luggage you name it trying to find the train station because these blokes gave us like the wrong directions and i know for sure they gave us the wrong direction because i googled what the right direction should have been and at no point did we have to walk through the center of nice but anyway we got there um it's all good Jessica had sent us something which we saw when we landed, which was a meet and greet with Esteban Ocon on the Wednesday that we landed in the evening. And we was like, come on, like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So it was at like 5 p.m. or something. And we landed at like 1 or 2 p.m. So we were literally like, oh, my God, we can meet Esti Basti in a few hours. We hadn't even like gotten off the plane at this point. No, like, and it it was all very quick. Like we went back to the Airbnb. We dropped a message in the GATG group chat and was like, does anyone want to (laughs) come? Um, a few of the girls like came with us before we know it we'd landed gone to the airbnb freshened up our airbnb was about a 10 minute walk from the train station in monaco so wasn't that too far out gone back we'd gone to the airbnb freshened up got you know the plane off of you if you know what i mean mean? lotus flights of stairs oh yeah honestly (laughs) and then before you know it we was stood outside this random shop in this road in monaco queuing to meet Esteban Ocon and I was like oh my god I ended up stood there and I'm going like I can't breathe and everyone's like are you okay and I was like I just can't believe it I just can't I was like I can't breathe (laughs) (laughs) and then (laughs) Eleanor she kept going to me calm down and I was like but I'm not calm (laughs) I was like what's going on I was like I can't breathe I think I'm getting nervous and they were like are you okay I was like no (laughs) 
I think it was more because like we hadn't expected to do that our Wednesday plans originally were to get to the Airbnb settle in a little bit and then go for a bit of a wander around Monaco and see what's about but obviously that didn't happen so we were all just a bit excited I think yeah I was like it'd be like the first F1 driver that I think I've seen like in person like I don't think before this point I'd ever even seen a driver like in person so I was like oh my god like it was multiple things was going on in my head and it just equated in like a panicked me but not like as not like a scared panicked me like an excited panicked me yeah and then he turned up in his car and Laura was like was it was it you he was like oh yeah. he's in that car and car I was pulled like, up and at this point I was freaking out even more. yeah I was like oh my god he's yeah. in that car I thought he was already there because it was an Alpine car parked right outside but um yeah. no this other car pu- pulled up with like the track pass stickers and things on it and one alpine team member got out and then in the passenger seat i could see someone with um what's just like a baseball cap thing but like an f1 one and i was like oh my god i think that's him and then it was he stepped out the car and walked right past us yeah and i lost my breath again i'm like (laughs) oh my god it was a bit annoying though because he was genuinely like walking straight in front of us and um i filmed it obviously but the one of the team members stood directly in front of me and i was like great thanks (laughs) it was a little bit annoying but Oh, well, I can't complain too much. I was about to meet Espanol.com, so... Yeah, and then the queue was an experience because we all obviously wanted to get in together. I was getting nervous. Eleanor had said she would get him to do a shout-out for GATG because I was like, I don't even think I'm going to be able to get a word out my mouth. Like, I was stood outside before he'd even turned up saying, like, I can't even breathe, I couldn't even talk. Like, how was I going to stand there and ask him to do something like that? So she was like, I'll do it. So she did that. So Eleanor went in first. And then all of a sudden, like, I managed to just get myself in the crowd and got pushed in, like, without everyone. So then I was in there on my own. And I thought, oh, my God, this is even worse. Because, like, anyone who's listened to, like, the last two podcasts or anyone who knows me knows that, like, I speak before thinking or like I talk without thinking like my mouth just moves words come out and I don't know what they are until it's too late and I'm thinking oh my god like there's no one here like I'm literally doing this on my own and I ended up like pushed into the shop and I was like Laura and was like trying to pull Laura in with me but then it didn't work because these like big men was like pushing me from the back and I was like oh my god but we had planned to go yeah. in. We were like, okay, so if we do get pushed in or separated or whatever, we'll try. And so me and Corin were going to try and get in together. And then Jessica and Nida were going to get in together. So we could like take photos for each other and things like that. But Corin just got pushed in and I could just see her getting further and further away from us. But you did well though, by the sounds of it. Yeah. So then I'm stood in the queue and I could see him and I was thinking to myself, by this point, right, I thought I have been nervous before in my life. Okay. But I don't think I've ever experienced a level of like jelliness until then like I'm stood in the queue and I feel do you know what it feels like a fever dream like and I feel like I don't remember it and I also do remember it because I was like it feels like a fever dream like I literally was just in there then all of a sudden it was me and I was like hello (laughs) and I didn't know what to do I didn't know what to say and I was just like so I asked him like we've got a GATG hat so I asked him to sign that and he was like oh I just gave a shout out and I was like yeah like that's that's my group like I set it up 
last year and we had a bit of a chat about that um and it was all you know like I was like okay right he's he's nice but it's still at this point like I talk 100 miles an hour anyway I was probably talking 200 miles an hour and then we all got signed driver cards as well so he signed a driver card and I I just thought oh I'm gonna get one for my sister as well because my sister's a big f1 fan so I said oh um like do you mind if I could I get another one like for my sister she's at home and he asked me like where I lived it was the, the funniest thing ever. So he was like, oh, where do you live in England? And I said, Kent. And he went, is that near Oxford? And I said, no. And he went, oh, where is it? And I said, oh, just south of London. He went, oh, Bristol? And I went, no, like, just south of London. He went, well, what's there? And I was like, um, Dartford. And I'm thinking to myself, Dartford? Like, <laughs> this is one of them moments where, like, my mouth moves and my brain doesn't. Because <laughs> I was like, out of all the places in Kent, there's, like, Canterbury, Whitstable, Margate nice places and brands hatch like he would have known brands hatch he's probably raced there and i was like yeah dartford um <laughs> and rochester <laughs> i didn't even think and i think at this brands. point no honestly and then i was like at this point i think he was just pretending to know where it is he went oh yeah my trainer's from brighton <laughs> i was just like yeah i was in brighton last week i was like i'll just give him that i was in brighton last week and then it was oh so near france and i was like yeah near France (laughs) I could drive to France in an hour so it was like the weirdest conversation and then I was like oh like can I can I get a picture and he was like yeah yeah sure took a picture and it's a live photo and I'm not even joking you when you play the live photo you can see how much I was shaking like I just remember standing there beside him and I feel like my leg like I probably looked like some sort of cricket like if I was like an insect I would have been a cricket like my leg was just going and I was just stood there like, oh my God, like I can't even. I lost weight whilst we was in Monaco. Might it have been from all the walking? Maybe. Was it probably because I was uncontrollably shaking when I met Esteban Ocon? Probably. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I honest, I was an absolute like mess. And then I just walked out and Alejandra was outside and I was just like, I can't believe it. I was like, I've just met him. What? Like, what's going on? And yeah, that was the weirdest thing. Of, well, actually, it's not the weirdest thing that happened, I don't think. We'll get onto that in a bit. Yeah, that was my experience with Esteban Ocon. It was just kind of like a fever dream from start to finish. Yeah, mine's sort of like, I would love to have conversations with these people, but when I get there, I just go blank and I'm like, I don't know what to talk to you about. But I went and said, well, I said bonjour because, you know, he's a French driver, we were in Monaco. And he just starts speaking French to me and I was just looking at him with a blank face like, I've no idea what you're saying. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I thought you were French. <laughs> so apparently I am give off French vibes. I don't know what French vibes are, but there we go. And I went in with Jessica and Nida. So we all, we all basically, one person filmed like the whole thing for the three of us. So we've got one video that's like two or three minutes long. Um, But he was so sweet. And like, I don't know if it's because there weren't that many people. It was kind of like as F1 driver meet and greets go, there wasn't that many people there. So I don't know if it's because of the less people that he was like more willing to speak to people. Maybe he had more time, but he just seemed so lovely and like actually genuinely wanted to speak to us. And then, I mean, we did get like rushed on a little bit, which is fair enough. They've got a time like schedule to keep to, but he was just so lovely. I'm honestly, I am an Esteban Ocon fan after having met him. And like <laughs> I've been on F1 store looking at like Esteban Ocon hats and stuff. Like I was yeah. just like- um... I've got one. I should have bought, well, I wouldn't have thought to bring it with me, but I got a- um. Esteban Renault hat from TK Maxx like last year I think we all know the results well probably should know by now the results of the race and Esti Vesti got P3 so I think that GATG is a good luck charm yeah no I would agree it was the first time time yeah definitely 
It's a mixture of the both, I think. But yeah, also after we met Esteban Ocon, I don't know what we did. We just went for a stroll. Like we yeah, found we, the track. Oh, we went um, out for the food and like had a bit of a wander around the track. Yeah, we went to steak, steak and shake, shake yeah. and steak, steak, steak and, and shake, shake. steak yeah. and shake. It's something like it's either one of them. Like if you're googling it, if you're thinking, I'm gonna have a look at this place. Search I think it's steak and shake or shake and steak, and it will come up. But anyway, it's just like a fast food chain in France. It gave me Five Guys vibes. I don't know about yeah. you, like, but. It was like Five Guys vibes, but make it Monaco. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, it was it was quite nice, but it was like it was kind of what you'd expect, like a chain sort of thing. But I like that sort of food, so yeah, it was good for me. It ba- it basically was Five Guys to me, like just, yeah. Now that you, know, you say that, I think that's a good, really good description of it. When we were wandering around the track, we bumped into some yeah. F3 drivers, which was pretty mm. cool. It was yeah. Paul Aaron and Luke Browning. That was quite cool. It was unexpected. I was not expecting people to just be wandering around. I think we saw someone else. One of the girls pointed out, like, a team member or something. You know who else we saw? Um, the mechanic from Alpine. Yes. Yeah. We When we were at Steak and Shake, actually, there was just a load of Alpine people there. Yeah. And we went over and said hi to some of them. Cool, so we just covered Wednesday, so we're on to Thursday now, and our special guest has arrived. So our special guest is Julia. Julia is from GATG Germany, and we actually met Julia on the Thursday. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> so we'll do a little bit of an introduction first. Julia, tell us a little bit about you, your favourite team, your favourite driver, and all of that. Okay, a little bit of me. I think my favourite team is Red Bull, and my favourite driver is Max. But sometimes I also like Carlos, so it's a mixed personality. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't love Carlos? Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone loves Carlos. Yeah. True. But yeah. So we met Julia on Thursday. So Thursday was sort of like the first day where things started to open up so um they had the fan zone and that's where we met julia so in the fan zone they had interviews with all of the teams was yeah. it all no, of them? The thursday was um the f2 drivers yes yeah yes it was and yeah so the thursdays um we went down to the fan zone and the formula two drivers were on the stage weren't they so we had um arthur leclerc taylor porsche victor martins and isaac hadjar mm. so we we had aimed to be down there to watch them, but we was pretty tired, so I think we only caught the end of it. But then they came off um, stage and stayed around to meet everyone, take pictures, so that was cool. Yeah, that was really nice. I wasn't expecting to get to meet all of them as well, and we got our hats signed and stuff, which was pretty cool. Good start to the day. Yeah, we got pictures. So we all had Grandstand L yeah. for Thursday. Yeah, so I think after we'd done that, we we went and grabbed some lunch um, from the bakery. Mm. Is it ba- Would you call it a bakery, a patisserie? I don't know. I think it I was guess. a bakery. Yeah. yeah. I call well, it a anyway, we went and got lunch. <laughs> what it was doesn't matter. It was somewhere <laughs> that to be getting cakes. <laughs> so we went and got lunch and, oh my God, the chocolate eclair. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get one because I haven't had one in ages. And I am, like, obsessed with profiteroles at the moment. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a chocolate eclair. I didn't realise that it had chocolate custard in the middle of it. And, oh, my God, I can't even explain to you. So we went and got that anyway. And then we went down to the track. And we was at the track on the Thursday. um, And we was in Grandstand L. 
and on the Thursday we had F3 and F2 practice. So what did you guys think of the grandstand location and all of that? I really like the location because we had a great view of the harbour with the boats but we also had a great view of the pits as well which was really cool. It was, I mean the downside to it was there was no cover so it started raining whilst we were there and we did get quite wet but we just sort of sat it out and once it stopped raining we dried pretty quickly because it was quite hot there so it wasn't too bad but now I think the grandstand itself was really good we had a nice view me and laura figured like oh the sun's gonna come out again soon it probably rained for a good like half hour 45 Mm. minutes yeah and we just sat there and then we thought well we're too wet now to move and then we thought if we do move yeah we worked out like where we had sat like the bum mark was dry so like our bums was dry i mean it's like if we move the seat is gonna get wet so we just stayed there like i didn't even have an umbrella like it just rained on us for like half hour yeah heavy rain because of the temperature like it wasn't too bad i didn't really mind it no it wasn't uncomfortable yeah i mean it it did get a little bit like the pocket on my car Cargoes where it was wet like shrunk <laughs> like wrinkly cargoes but yeah no I mean the rain it was warm rain so it wasn't like uncomfortable grandstand was good we had quite a good view yeah I would recommend grandstand L I was looking for next year because like I don't know about you guys but I 10 out of 10 want to go next year I loved it like it was amazing yeah, me too. the cheapest three-day ticket you can get one for 675 and i don't think it's that bad when you look at what people are paying now for silverstone like yeah. when you look now like the silverstone tickets right now are on sale 500 pound general admission yeah is that for general admission the, what, the 675 yeah no no that's for a grandstand oh, okay that's okay julia's just in shock at the silverstone prices yeah. as well i mean i'm used to i'm used to austria and i like i paid 120 euros for the whole weekend for general admission and the general admission is good there you can see like the whole track yeah i had a grandstand ticket last year and i think i paid like four five hundred pounds for the weekend okay crazy welcome to england (laughs) and it's only getting more expensive after we went to the track on thursday we went back to the fan zone um because Danny Rick was doing a um, his fan zone appearance in the Thursday afternoon. So I think we stood there for about two hours. We made sure we got there early. Like, we wanted them peak Danny Rick views. So we stood there for about two hours in the sun. We met this lovely two friends from Canada, um, Mustafa and Megan. We met them there, which was absolutely... It was, they were so lovely. Um, I don't know if they're listening, but if they are listening, shout out to you guys. Hello to Canada. Not the country as a whole, just you two in Canada. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we met them and that was that was quite cool. And then we stood there for two hours. I don't have much to say about our two hours stood in the sun, other than the fact that it was hot. It was long. It really was. I don't think anyone prepared us for the weather. We had looked at the forecast multiple times before we went and it said rain it said about 20 degrees so i had packed to be fair i hadn't packed for rain so i don't know what i would have done if the forecast was right anyway but i hadn't packed for the weather like it was like 30 degrees and bright sun basically every day we was there so we was boiling it was hot did pack sun cream so there was no burning going on in this arena but yeah, we stood there for two hours and then it was worth it. And then Danny Rick came out and I was like, oh my God, he's there in the flesh. <laughs> Similar reaction to when I met Esteban Ocon. I'm like, 
can't can't deal, can't deal, can't breathe. He's right there in the flesh. I've got a picture on my phone of the first moment that he walked out the fan zone. All you can see is like his head in the Red Bull sim racing machine. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I've got a picture of him on my phone. Not thinking that I literally stood like uh, if he was at concert, you'd say, I've got barrier. I had barrier for Danny Rick. And I'm like, not that in like five minutes time, he's genuinely going to be sat right in front of my face. I'm there, like, I've got this picture of the top of his head and the fans in, like, the pit thing. And I'm like, I've got a picture of him in real life. My eyes have seen him in real life. And I was like, no, girl, he's going to be stood, like, right there in a second. And then he did. And so he came out. There was the Red Bull Simulator Challenge and the Red Bull Pit Stop Challenge. So he went and he had to go on them. And then he went onto the stage. Oh, my God, then he was in front of my face. The Danny Rick in the flesh in front of my face. I'm just saying... I was, he did sign some things. He didn't come over to our side of the stage. And I was a little bit sad because I was going to get him to sign my arm and then I was going to get it tattooed. Mm. I did have a text from my dad whilst we were stood there like, Corinne, don't do that. You're going to regret it. And then I was like, dad, no regrets, only memories. And he didn't get it. Um, <laughs> he didn't get it. I, I had to say, it's a quote from him. And my dad was like, don't do that. I, was like, I didn't get the chance anyway, but I would have done. Like, I was fully prepared. And I feel like we should have gone with a sign that said, sign my arm and I'll get it tattooed. And he for sure would have signed my arm. Yeah. So I'm going to be a little bit more prepared for Silverstone. So anyway, um, that was, I loved that. Like, he was honestly right there and I could not even believe. And I have got some of the best pictures on my phone. And to this day I can't even believe like I feel like I was at a concert or something like oh my god I had barrier for Danny Rick but I don't think I'll ever be that close to him again in my life like it was amazing yeah, it was really cool and then after that on the Thursday we went to McDonald's was it the True. Thursday we went to McDonald's yeah, didn't yeah, we yeah we did because oh, why the not when view of McDonald's I've ever seen you can just looking out onto a harbour yeah 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 we had the seat you could see the cars driving past I think we was all a little bit beat by that point. Like, we had been stood in the sun for absolutely hours. We'd been yeah. rained on. Like, we were like, no, this is not the vibe. But we had McDonald's. I don't know. Also... I don't know if any of our listeners are going to be interested in McDonald's. But I had a croc McDow. And I would just like to let everyone know, if you go to France, please get one. Like, I'm not even joking you. Go to France and get one. Like, it is literally a burger bun turned inside out with ham and cheese in the middle. But mcdonald's do them really well yeah we also um so. had a look around the merch and bumped into pierre's parents and nick's sister true we actually ended true. up seeing quite a few times over the weekend yeah <laughs> oh nick's sister she was so lovely yeah yeah she, she was. was really pretty yeah honestly mm. she was and then we met pierre's parents as well mm. nick's sister that was great we just met all the relatives you know we met mm. arthur yeah. so his brother, Nick's sister, his <laughs> <Pierre> parents, <laughs> collecting family members like Pokemon at this point. <laughs> but yeah, so we we did that on Thursday. Went back to our Airbnb, got ready for the evening. Thought, let's just go out, have a little bit of a walk, find a nice bar to sit in or something like that. And then, oh my God, there's a party on the track. What is going on? Oh no, first of all, we walked around the harbour and looked at the yachts and we saw Crofty sat on a yacht. (laughs) And then we saw Nick as well, which was, I was like, you you know when you like double take, but then they see that you double take and then all of a sudden you're just like, do I look, do I not, do I wave, do I not? That was Like we were walking past the yacht and I looked up and he was on the phone like on the top and I was, I think I just went, I think that's Nick. And then I looked up and he looked at me and I looked away and thought, that's Nick. And I looked back and he looked back and I was like, no, this is getting weird now. Uh, but he was on the phone 
and I was like, we all just sort of just stood there, and I was like, this probably looks slightly weird. Like, let's just keep going. And then that's when we found the party on the track. Oh my god, yeah. what a vibe! It was so good. Yeah, I loved it. It was so unexpected. Like, yeah, because I came knew across that, it and was um, like they had like parties and stuff in the evenings, but I didn't realise that the track was just open for anyone to come yeah. and enjoy. Yeah, we was just like, oh my god, we're at this party on the track. Like we were still in front on of the, the track in front of the pit lane, yeah. drinking wine. Like we was drinking wine on the track. Like we stood dancing on the track, <laughs> and I genuinely, I cannot even like replicate the feeling of being so confused that I'm stood there drinking wine on the Monaco racetrack. Yeah. Like not 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 there, not at the track, on the track. Yeah. Like it's two it was completely also... different really cool because it was like so we had grandstand l tickets and it was that strip that we could see from there that had turned into a party so it's literally the bit that we saw the cars on earlier that day mm. yeah yeah and we was like oh my god this is this is the curb like yeah. like we was genuinely like touching the track like this is the weirdest thing ever and then i think by the end of by the end like we had we'd had a few drinks we we saw luca bish from love island <laughs> Which was weird. I was just like, is like I think that's Luca Bish. He was just on his own and I was like, how random. Posted on Instagram, like, did I just see Luca Bish at Monaco, like on at a party on the Monaco racetrack? And then the next morning I woke up and he'd sent me a laughing face to my story and I thought, well that answers it, yeah, it probably was. But it was just the most bizarre thing of my life. Like I think it was bizarre because it was like, Oh my god, look what we found. Like, what is this? Yeah. So yeah, that was Thursday. Friday, we spent most of the day at the fan zone. Um, we saw Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Do you know what? That sounded really weird when I said that. Did I say that right? I didn't say Romero, I did I? So. No. <laughs> no. No, you didn't. <laughs> Alfa Romeo, McLaren, Williams, Alfa Aston Martin, and Toto Wolf. I was freaking out because I saw Alonso with my own eyes, front of my face. I was on his Instagram story, me and Laura. You can see Laura more than you can see me because Laura's about a foot taller than me. Um, not literally a foot, you're not 6'3", but like you can, you can full on see Laura in Fernando's Instagram story. And then I'm just this little like, you can just see like the t- my forehead like next to her, but it counts, okay? I had my Mike Wazowski moment on Fernando Alonso's Instagram story. That was one of my highlights, to be honest. I saw Fernando Alonso in the flesh. Oh my God, in front of my actual face. These retinas, yeah, I've seen him in real life. Not on a screen, right, in person, like we've breathed the same air. I was excited by that. So yeah, that was quite cool. That was quite funny. Yeah, it was nice just listening to them chatting and stuff. Yeah, Laura just got a squiggle from Yuki on her hat. <laughs> yeah. It's not, I wouldn't call it a signature. It was a line. No, I don't it. know what, I can't picture what his actual signature looks like, but I was basically just dangling my hat over like the first couple of people because we went right at the front then. And instead of taking it and like like some other people did, like leaned against the fence to to sign it, he just sort of signed it in the air. So it was just like a little bit of a squiggle. But yeah. I'll take it, it's fine. I mean, her hat has still been blessed with Yuki's signature, so... Yeah. We'll, we'll call it Yuki's line. But yeah, so that was good. And then Toto Wolf in the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. And we also saw Lando without a beard. We were, we were really curious yeah. if he shaved. That he shaved. That there was. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I'm really happy about that. That's what everyone said. Like when I sent them pictures of like Lando, they was like he shaved, and I was like, 
okay, yeah, but whatever, he's there in front of my face. And they were like, yeah, but he's shaved. And I was like, can we just appreciate the fact that like, I've just seen him, but they were more interested in his facial hair. Yeah. Standard, to be fair, like, I get that, you know, sorry, Lando Hon, but it was a little bit horrific. <laughs> not a vibe, not the vibe. No. That was yeah, the vibe. He, um, he recommended a load of places, so including an ice cream shop that was yeah, pretty true. much right where we were, so we went there. And it was quite a nice ice cream, to be fair. I needed it, actually, as well. It was yeah. quite refreshing. Yeah, honestly, like I was beat on Friday. Like I genuinely, when when I tell you as well, like no one can prepare you. No matter what we say, you will not be prepared for the amount of hills, the amount of stairs that you will walk in Monaco. So I was genuinely just like dead by this point. I work from home. Like I literally sit on my bum all day. Like I don't move. And then all of a sudden I'm walking like my Apple Watch was like, you've got a new average step, 17,000 a day. Well, my average steps before that was probably like 2,000. Like I work from home, for goodness sake. And I honestly don't think anyone can prepare you for the stairs and the hills that you will find in Monaco. But I was beat by this point. So yeah, ice cream was welcome. What flavours did you guys get? I think I got I got peach, passion fruit and strawberry, I think. Oh, fruity. Mm. I had Nutella, white chocolate and mint chocolate. <laughs> nice the complete opposite but the nutella one oh my god i can't that even did look really good we're going back to monaco for new year's eve and that nutella ice cream is on my list that's the first <laughs> thing i'm going to do go and get some nutella ice cream and then go and get a chocolate eclair from that shop as well like, that's the first thing i'm going to do followed by potatoes from giacomo like that <laughs> that is what i'm going to do like when we get to monaco on new year's I'm just gonna be yeah. like, i'm sorry like if no one wants to come, great, I'm going on my own. But I will be enjoying my ice cream, my eclair and my potatoes. I'm telling you now. But yeah, so we had ice cream recommended by Lando. Thanks for the recommendations, hun. There was, we had to go on the Red Bull simulators. That was fun. Walked around the shops. Um, there was a lot of things going on in the fan zone as well. So there was like a photo booth where you can have like virtual pictures with drivers. It's just like one of them, do you know like the selfie mirrors where it just takes a picture of you? It's like that, but the drivers walk onto the screen and you can pretend like, you know, you're Frenching them or something. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> um, there was that, there was like a reaction game in like, they had like a Charles booth. And yeah, just had to walk around the shops, went back to the Airbnb. I went and met up with one of the girls that I'm friends with from GATG, Hannah. Shout out to Hannah. I went and met up with Hannah and we went down to the track party, had a walk around the harbour, so that was quite nice. And then you guys went to the track party again. Mm. Yes. Yeah, we went to, uh, I've forgotten what it's called again, Steak and Shake again, before heading oh, down. True. And then went out yeah. to the party. But this was a, like, I think it was like half 11 by the time we actually got down. Yeah, because I literally stuff. just wanted bed by this point. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. I yeah. was like please give me the keys because I need to go and just melt into a puddle of nothing on the bed because I was hot bothered my feet hurt and yeah I just wanted to lie there and uh, vegetate for a while Saturday we had general admission tickets for Saturday so we got up early in the morning Julia you went down to the fan zone Saturday morning didn't you and you saw Max and And Ferrari um, and Mercedes and all these guys it was a lot busier wasn't it oh it was and it was really depressing as a Max fan because they were booing a lot when he came on the stage yeah and a lot of pushing and yeah it wasn't the best experience but no. at least I saw Max and Carlos. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get that people aren't fans, but I I hate like the booing yeah. side of things. 
Like, yeah. Just because you don't like someone doesn't mean you have to boo them. Like, I think that's so horrible. Yeah. But at yeah, least Max waved me because I was like the only orange point in the queue. <laughs> so he saw me waving like a crazy kid and then I think he just noticed, hey, one, one Max fan at least. Do you think that's why he colors orange so he can spot his fans yeah. in the crowd? <laughs> He's like, we all know it's orange because the Netherlands colour is orange. But, I mean, that's pretty handy for Max to be able to spot his fans in a crowd as well, isn't it? Like, love that. Yeah. If I was, if I, like, had my, my, like, own merch, it would probably be bright pink or bright purple because then I would definitely be able to spot my fans in a crowd. Not that I'd have fans, but if I was famous and I did have fans... My merchandise would be pink. Um, you'd have t-shirts that say, like, woof, woof, bark, bark on in bright pink and then a picture of my face on the back. That's... <laughs> I've already got this planned out, you know, just in case by chance I become a good singer, have a number one record and people want to buy t-shirts with my face on, that's how I would launch it. So Here there you go. go. Um, Corinne's merch coming watch soon. Watch this Corinne's merch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so um, Julie was down in the fan zone in the morning. We all met up because we had general admission tickets for Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we did go and grab lunch again at um, our favourite bakery slash patisserie <laughs> slash monogastic shop that sells baguettes and cakes. It was nice. Like, I can't even lie to you. Like, it was stunning. It so was. we got the same baguette and I got chocolate Claire again because why would I not? Like, let's be honest. Why would I not? With the chocolate inside, you could get other flavours, but I'm a massive chocolate fan, so of course I'm going to get that one. Then we went up to General Emission, and we were thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, we had plans to get up early, but we'd all had a late night again, like, the day before. We was like, no, this is not going to happen. So we was a little bit worried that we wasn't going to get a spot, because we read online, like, there's the horror stories... We can't vouch for what it's like on a Sunday. But on the Saturday, like, we'd heard horror stories, like, people were camping out at, like, six in the morning. Like, people get there so early to get a good spot. And we're thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, we didn't get to the fan... We didn't get to the track until, what was it, free practice three had started. Yeah, it was quite late because we went and got drinks and stuff first and food. And it was a bit more of a chill morning. I can't remember what time it was, but, yeah, I was like, there's just not going to be any room left. (laughs) Was it about 12-ish? Was free practice yeah, three? Yeah, like it was half 11 or like something, wasn't it? But we got yeah. really lucky, to be fair. Yeah. We got through and we like we saw like a couple of spots that we thought maybe we'll stay here, but we were like, right, we'll keep going because this was still like kind of at the start. And there were a lot of trees in the way as well. Like it was a good, I guess, a good view of the track, but there were just trees everywhere. So we were like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll carry on going. And then we eventually found a really good spot. Great view of the harbour, great view of the track where Grandstand L was actually, funny enough. But we also had a great view of the pits as well, which was really cool. Yeah, we could see like most of the pit stops. But I think we was quite lucky because we kept walking. And I think a lot of people didn't do that. Like I think a lot yeah. of people did stay, but... I think we was like, come on, let's just go a little bit further. Let's just go a little bit further. Let's see what it's like, you know, like realistically, how far can we get? Yeah. And then I think we, we got like an okay-ish spot. Free practice three finished and the people who were in front of us left, didn't they? And just mm-hmm. left like this amazing spot and you could see the track and we was like yeah let's go here <laughs> yeah so general emission basically um for anyone who's wondering it's you pay entry to have a spot on a hill the la, la, la roche rush i don't know how you'd yeah. say it it's like um and yeah you essentially pay for a spot on the hill i think you can get down onto the cliffs at some points but i can imagine that would be horrendously uncomfy so if you're going to do that get there early you can probably get a really good spot but i would recommend bringing pillows blankets 
like you name it because I would not want to perch my bum on a rock all day I'm just saying that Mm. but we ended up with quite a good spot we had a bit of wall a couple of like the girls like put their legs over the wall but it was quite a steep drop and I was like no that's not for me I mean you know if I'd have fallen off it would have caused an earthquake or something and I didn't fancy like being the cause of the Grand Prix being called off so (laughs) I was like no I'm gonna stay this side (laughs) but no it, it was good and you know we could sit down well we sat down on the floor like you know yeah <laughs> not so many like plushy seats like we sat but like there was space to be able to sit down you didn't have to stand up the whole time it wasn't that packed that you was like breathing down someone else's neck either i don't know what you guys how you guys found it no i, I agree it was like because we had a we did have a wall in front of us but when there wasn't anything on track we were able to sit on the floor and just like take a break i did sit on the wall a little bit but i only put like one leg over because like you said mm. the drop was like really steep but um no we had a great view and like it wasn't packed i was expecting it to be horrific and like hot and stuffy and just horrible but it was it was quite nice we we had like our own little space i guess like the people next to us there was a bit of a gap between us and stuff and like i mean there was a bin so <laughs> it wasn't like rubbish everywhere and um, no, it was really clean and tidy yeah and we were quite far away but it was like i don't know like kind of like a helicopter view but not as high like we had a really good view of the harbour and like i think it was because you could see the track and we could see the pits from where we were because there wouldn't really any trees in our way yeah yeah being like honest like because um our listeners we want the whole truth nothing but the truth we couldn't hear much commentary you could see the track nothing. but the tvs were too far away for you to know what was going on yeah. luckily enough i mean the signal in monaco okay that's a whole new story but i actually had all right signal whilst we was like in our spot so i managed to actually get the live timings on the f1 app so we could follow along with like what was mm. going on on the track but i think if we hadn't have had that we, we wouldn't really have known what was going on. You know, we yeah. could see the cars. We didn't really know who was the fastest. You know, when when Checo's car crashed and it got airlifted, we saw that. We saw his car floating in the air. I remember just, like, saying to Laura, like, oh, my God, there's Checo's car. Like, he was just, like, <laughs> flying. So we managed to get a good view of that. And I've actually got a picture of his car flying. So <laughs> love that for me. But, yeah, so... I think you you got good phone signal like if if you've got data like if you can use your data abroad because we know Brexit it's going to charge people a lot more than it used to but I actually had Monaco included in my plan so that was great but you could um see like so we got the live timings on the phone but I think if we didn't have the phone we wouldn't have really known what was going on yeah i did forget about that do you know what i mean yeah it would have been good to have like a couple of speakers along that bit of road yeah yeah because you could just like hear it in the distance yeah yeah so i think that was the only downside julia how did you find him it was good but at the moment the red bull crashed i think we were like five minutes not sure who it was yeah yeah, that's the only bad point but i think for the price it's okay so i think you pay much more on the grandstand so i think it was 80 or 90 euros so it was really okay yeah it wasn't bad the the atmosphere was quite funny as well um julia is a a max fan (laughs) me as someone who was with their rooting for fernando alonso all weekend (laughs) it's quite funny when like charles obviously got like a good time and everyone cheered with like yeah you know like go Charles or whatever LA Charles and um then Fernando overtook him and I stood there and I was like get in no one else cheered except for me and I was like oh now this is embarrassing and then Max overtook Alonso and Julia's like yes and no one else cheered except for Julia <laughs> so it just looked like an absolute like 
bunch of like weirdos. <laughs> me, me and Julia stood there cheering for whilst everyone else cheered for Charles. We was like, Alonso, yeah. Matt. <laughs> And it was quite funny, like, my reaction to Alonso was, like, honestly the only person in the whole of the general admission, like, it was dead silent except for me, like, get in. Because I didn't even cheer, it genuinely was, like, some proper, like, get in type of thing. And they're probably thinking, oh, there's the token British person over there. (laughs) There was a token British person out there, actually, and I had said to Mustafa from Canada about this. There was this guy, I don't know if you guys saw him, he had, like, a metal hat. Yeah. And he had a McLaren top. He had, like, a Lando McLaren top with a British flag on it. He had a metal hat and he had a megaphone. And he was just walking around shouting at people with his megaphone. And I'm thinking, Uh, gosh... This is why people have a bad impression of British people abroad. Like, yeah. I mean, there's him, and then there's me here in Alonso. Like, collectively, just stereotyped the whole of the British people, like in Monaco. But yeah, yeah it wasn't. It was all right. So we we was there, and then that evening, Saturday afternoon, I can't remember what we did Saturday. So I think after. that's when Julia had to go home, didn't you? You went yeah, and I continued went to my then. Yeah, I yeah. had to drive then, two hours oh. afterwards. And I was so and tired. Me, it yeah, took longer because Julia um, lost her ticket for the car park. <laughs> yeah, true. There was that story. <laughs> I was like, I can't walk. I was like, I cannot walk any further. And Julia was like, it's okay, like, I'll drop you back. And the girls was like, well, do you want to take the keys? Because you'll be quicker. And then I was like, no, you just take the keys. Am I glad I did that? Because then Julia lost the ticket for the car park. <laughs> In the elevator. <laughs> yeah, but no, it wasn't anywhere. Yeah, yeah. but no, but well, my Vicky Pollard. It wasn't anywhere. Like, we literally, like, retraced all of our steps. Like, the lift, like, both floors of the car park. And it was yeah. nowhere, like, to be found. But she did hit a touch because she showed the guy who worked at the car park proof. Like, look, I've just paid. Yeah. And he just gave her a thing. <laughs> And then he printed another um, one. I was so happy. Oh, my God. And then my phone died whilst we were trying to find our way back to the Airbnb. So we just had to, like, guess directions. We had no idea where we were going. I was like, I think it said turn left now, but I don't know. (laughs) So we ended up, like, lost. Um, So that was a chaotic drive, but... Yeah, yeah, that was Saturday. <laughs> and then, what did we... We went to... We um, went out for food to Giacomo with some other girls from GATG. Yeah, Giacomo was perfection. We went back because... Yeah. All the restaurants in Monaco, but we went back because I loved it so much. Specifically the potatoes. Like, I, I genuinely cannot even tell you how nice these potatoes were. Like, if ever you go to Monaco, go to Giacomo and order potatoes and you will not be disappointed. <laughs> like, even if you're not a potato person, I swear to God, these potatoes can convert you. Although I think Jessica said they changed their menu, so I don't know how long they're going to be there for. Which is well, it's a part. It's a part of the Big Mama group, and there's like Sir Circlo Poplar in London is also in the same chain and stuff like that. So I'm thinking I'm going to go to London, try the potatoes in there, see if they're the same. But um, yeah, yeah. So we went to Giacomo um, with a few of the girls from GATG, which was really nice. We ordered ice cream. They do this ice cream thing, and it just comes in like this massive bowl, and it's like this huge mountain of ice cream. And everyone that orders ice cream, then they bring out all these toppings, and you just get your own little 
little bowl and you have to like carve the ice cream. I'm just like doing it. Like I'm just doing the motion as I'm speaking. You have to like carve your ice cream into the bowl and then you can put toppings on top. It was so nice. Um, Nick DeVries walked past whilst we was all sat there chiseling away at this ice cream. And we was like, oh my God, that's Nick. <laughs> he just walked past. We was going to ask him how his sister was, you know, keep it humble and that. Big fan of his sister. But yeah, that was really nice. And then we just, we just spent the evening just sat on a table having a chat on the beach, which I think was really nice. Like it was just yeah. quite a chilled evening. And then we had race day. And we actually didn't have tickets for race day. So we... I think we was all just a bit tired as well. Like the heat yeah. and everything had got to us. So we found a like restaurant on the seafront at the beach, La, La Voto. I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, so I apologise to anyone listening. La Voto Beach, we found a restaurant. It looked quite nice. We went in. I had tomato and mozzarella gnocchi, which I was obsessed with. Yeah, we just sat and watched the race in there. I had my iPad, so we streamed it. But they had TVs up in the restaurant as well, playing it. And they just let us sit there for a couple of hours. We had ice cream again. I got ice cream on my white T-shirt. Like when I tell you... ice cream. <laughs> yeah, chocolate ice cream. Like when I tell everyone I'm a disaster, like I can't even explain to you like how much of a disaster my life is got chocolate ice cream on my white top so that was peak love that for me but th- that was our sunday oh no it wasn't <laughs> that was our sunday <laughs> but sunday evening <laughs> so we all we had the plan right we're going back down to the parties tonight we'd scoped out where it looked good and we knew there was like an apm monaco party at mk and we said, you know what, that looks good. We found out it was 50 euros for a ticket for the Sunday. And we thought, yeah, do you know what, we're going to go down. We'll see what looks good. But that was what we had in mind. Like, yeah. that we, we, we knew, we was like, let's go see what looks good. But I think we knew that we was going to end up there. Yeah. Like, it looks so good. And also, you could have a picture with the APM bears. And I love that. So we went, went back to the Airbnb, got ready. And we went out, out. I had like my nice, the nice dress that I bought with me, like my proper party dress. I was like, yes. I think we all went out. We was all feeling it. We'd had, I'd made some sex on the beaches in the Airbnb. Um, Nida had a virgin on the beach. So love that. And yeah, we went down to the track party, went into the APM Monaco party. We had some wine because wine was like, besides from an eight euro water, wine was the cheapest thing to drink. So wine's all round. Got some wine and we was just stood there. And then all of a sudden, like Noah Schnapp was there. Yeah. You heard me right. Noah Schnapp, also known as Will Byers from Stranger Things, was like stood there. And we was like, oh my God, like, it's Noah Schnapp. Like, what? <laughs> it's Will Byers, like, from Stranger Things. Oh my God. Like, it was we really knew that weird, he was though, there. Yeah, we'd seen that he was there like a day or two before, but we just went in. There were these performers there, which was really cool. We watched them for a little bit, but then just walked into like the main outdoor bit and just sort of chose a spot and stayed there. But then it just turns out that we had chosen a spot that was right next to his VIP booth. So when he came outside, he was just right next to us, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and we was like, I I was texting my dad because I was like, I know my dad likes Stranger Things. I was like... I'm going to like Laura and Jessica. I was like, stand there. I'm going to take a picture. We just tried to take a picture of him in the background. Like, oh my God, he's there. And then I just got this like full on picture of him. And I was like, okay, got another one. Laura and Jessica are just there. Like, oh my God. (laughs) And Jessica had gone to get a drink. And then me and Laura was there and he looked over and I was like, can we have a picture, please? (laughs) And I was like, how was like three or four days earlier? I'm stood there like 
barely breathing because my eyes are looking at Fernando Alonso. Now here I am in a club speaking to Noah Schnapp. Like, what has happened to me? Monaco Corinne, we call her Mona Corinne, right? She was on a whole new level. Like, this was not me. Mona Corinne was a different version of me. And I cannot wait for her to come back New Year's Eve. Like, you're not ready. Mona Corinne is the type of person... <laughs> Mona Corrin just approaches Noah Schnapp and asks for a picture. What's wrong with me? Like, I was at I was at British Touring Cars a few weeks back and we had paddock passes and Tom Ingram was there and like I was too shy to ask Tom Ingram for a picture. And Mona Corrin, not an issue. Noah Schnapp, like, come here, hun. Like, so I stood there, caught eye contact with him and was like, oh, like can we have a picture? And he was like, yeah, sure. Came out of VIP and came over to me, Laura. Like, he literally walked yeah. over to where we was. And, and like, we was just stood there. He literally there. leaned think, over, like, the barriers, but he didn't. He came out and came over to us and we were like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think my heart fell out my bum hole. I'm not being funny, like. It, my soul left my body, like. Monocorin was in full action, okay? And um, <laughs> she, we was just having a chat. Like, we was just stood there talking to him. And I'll be honest, like, it does feel a little bit like a fever dream. Like, I know we stood there and had a chat because he was stood there for a good few minutes. The only thing I remember saying is, my dad loves Stranger Things. And I'm thinking, I love Stranger Things. But I'm stood here telling him about my dad. My dad loved it, by the way. My dad's like, oh, did you? What did he say? <laughs> and I was like, he said, tell him thanks. <laughs> and I'm like, here I am. Like, <laughs> We had this opportunity to just have a chat with Noah Schnapp. And I'm like, yeah, my dad loves it. <laughs> and I was like, that's another um, example of how my mouth moves and my brain doesn't. Um <laughs> And then we got this picture with him and he just like, he put his arms on like mine and Laura's shoulders and I think like, oh my God, like I genuinely, it felt like I had, I had left my body and was watching another version of me have this interaction. And then we was like, oh, thank you. Have a lovely evening. And he was like, yeah, thanks. You too. In his, in his voice, not in my voice, obviously. And then we just stood there and then me and Laura went to the bar. Oh no, Jessica had gone to change her shoes because then me and Laura went to the bar. Yeah. And then we were just stood at the bar like, what? Like, what just happened? No, no, this is not like, what has happened? I'm sorry, but what? Like, we met Noah Schnapp. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> it was a whole new version of myself. And then we was at this party for the night. You know, we met a couple of really lovely girls there. Um, was you know, dancing in like this group for the evening stood right next to Noah Schnapp for the whole night um actually gave myself tinnitus because we were stood next to the speaker had tinnitus yeah, up until like Friday a great decision mm. our, our ears were ringing for the rest of the holiday yeah like genuinely I we woke up the next morning and I was like oh my god my ears and Laura was like yeah same and I don't think I could hear anything unless I was physically looking at someone like it was so bad <laughs> I mean it was but, um, yeah and then we are uh, we found it after me and Jessica went the toilet and we saw charles's new girlfriend in the toilet didn't click that he might also be there if she was there and then it wasn't until the next morning we woke up and charles and arthur was at this party as well with noah yeah. schnapp but, but we didn't, we, see it didn't click no um they probably saw me like hopping out with my shoes in my hand because i would have walked past it like at about the time you know they was there i've just walked out hopping along with my shoes in my hand but yeah so that was sunday was absolutely mad it was Sunday was good it was fun um, well all of it was fun to be fair okay so we've been talking a hell of a lot so i'm probably 
let's let's just not go in depth about what we did on Monday and Tuesday. Obviously, like the race had finished, a lot of people had cleared out. Monaco was getting a bit quieter. But on Monday, I think we just pretty much had a chill day. Monday, like it wasn't like mad. I think most of us was just like we we was all dead from the night before. Like if yeah. it wasn't for like a little a little bit of a hangover from the wine that we drank, standing on our feet all night, you know whatever else we got up to on Sunday night that just absolutely like wiped us out so on the Monday I don't think we we didn't leave the Airbnb till about two o'clock in the afternoon was it like (laughs) we just went to the Prince's car collection and that's pretty much all we did all day we went went there got food and then went back to the (laughs) B&B Yeah, we went to McDonald's because we were not going anywhere else, let's be honest. Like, you have to have McDonald's the night after you've drunk your body weight in wine, let's be honest. Let's just say when we did go to the Prince's car collection, though, like, the looks that we got in there, because we was just having so much fun. Like, we went up and we was just, they, they have, like, this fake, like car front and you can sit behind it pretend you're driving and we had like Nida was lying on the floor pretending she'd been <laughs> run over by Jessica at the wheel me and Laura were sat there pretending we'd gone really fast round a corner and you know we was just having like it was just chaos and everyone was just looking at us like what are they doing like really what are they doing we had McDonald's and then we went back to the Airbnb and I think we just died for the evening <laughs> like we yeah. were not going anywhere and then on the Tuesday we just sort of you know we went shopping when we got macarons from Blair Waldorf's shop uh, it's the one that her and Serena go to in season four when they're in Paris they have afternoon tea at Le Dre we went and got macarons from the Gossip Girl shop we went to Cafe de Paris for lunch paid 28 euros for a bolognese but it was hands down the best bolognese that I've had so would recommend mm, it was really nice um, and the interior was so pretty yeah it was this is when we decided we need to go back to Giacomo because I need some of them potatoes before we fly home yeah. so we had some potato we all ordered potatoes as well like it was they put us on this like smaller table of four like it wasn't a particularly big table and then we just had, like four portions of potatoes in the middle like 10 out of 10 and then yeah we went uh, car spotting just look at some of the nice cars and then we spent the evening at the casino um i won 30 euros on a slot machine and then i lost 30 euros on a slot machine so i just broke even you know it was a bit of fun <laughs> we also casino, saw um the batmobile parked outside which was pretty cool. Oh my god, yeah. I was not expecting to see that. We just can't see them alive. Le- mm-hmm. The legit Batmobile. Weird. Yeah. And then we flew home Wednesday. So yeah, that was that was our week in Monaco. Laura had her five seconds of fame as well whilst we were out there, didn't you? Yeah, when we had arrived back to Corin's um, the day after, one of the girls messaged in the group chat and was like, oh my god, I've seen you in Chasing the Dream, the um, the F2 YouTube series they do like for the race weekend and stuff. So we obviously had to watch that before I left. And I was in it, and actually the GATG hat is in it for about half a second as well. I don't think you can tell it's the GATG hat. No. I know it is. I know the nail polish tell, that I had yeah. on and the colour of the hat, but yeah. you wouldn't know, like, unless you... You know, can't see like, the logo. It's like if you know, you know. Yeah. So before we wrap up, we asked some of you guys to send in some questions um, on our Instagram, what you want to know about a week in Monaco. So I'm going to go through a couple and we'll see what we have to say. We So we put, I put, we're recording our Monaco special. What do you want to know? Someone's put everything. I think we've basically covered everything. This has been the most in-depth, longest podcast that we've had. Like, yeah. yeah, kudos to us. How much was our flights, our tickets and the accommodation? So our flights, so me and Laura, we flew from Stansted. We did Wednesday to Wednesday. Our flights was, uh, or my flights was 65. Laura's was a little bit more because she booked just after me. Yeah, it was um, around 70. 
Yeah, and then we paid 90 for luggage. Tickets, we paid 30 for Thursday, 70 for Saturday. So it's only about it's 100 euros for Thursday and Saturday, which I don't think is too bad, to be honest. No. Accommodation, we managed to get an Airbnb. That was about a 10-minute walk from the train station. 10 minutes if you was walking at a normal pace, but like by the time it got to like a week later, it was definitely taking us about an hour. Yeah. But um, realistically, it was a 10-minute walk from the station. And between us, we paid about £400 each for the week. So I don't think that was too bad. No, and like um, it was, oh, no, so that was worth getting somewhere actually within like walking distance because the trains, yeah. even Saturday, the train station was just so full. It was just, just like, it's definitely worth paying a little bit more if you can to yeah. stay closer. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like I think when we go back next year, we'll definitely stay in Monaco again. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't, wasn't as expensive like you can do it on a budget like the experience for me was just being there wasn't necessarily going to the race it's just everything they had going on like in the country yeah like it was more than the race in my opinion yeah there was a lot like the fan zone was a big part of it as well i think and that was free you didn't actually need a ticket to the race to go there you could literally just turn up but i think there's a monaco thing with the free fan zone because barcelona Next week was uh, you only can enter it with tickets. Also in Austria, it's only possible with tickets, so it's yeah. cool. We've got the best inexpensive places to go. My so friends. I would say not Cafe de Paris because <laughs> I paid twenty eight euros for a bolognese. Um, that was like more of a treat, though. Yeah. I would, to be honest, I didn't find Giacomo too bad. Like, I wouldn't have said it was inexpensive. Like, mm-hmm. it was definitely, I'd probably say, like, London price. Yeah. If you know what London prices are. This is from Rachel. She's Scottish. She might not know what London prices are. <laughs> but, um, like, city price. Like, we, so I say as an example, like, when we went to Giacomo on the Saturday night, I had a pizza, potatoes, an Aperol spritz, a Coke Zero, and ice cream for dessert, and I paid €48. Euros. And I don't think that's too bad for a pizza side, two drinks, and ice cream. Yeah. Steak and shake. Mm. Shake and steak. Steak and shake. That one. Would recommend. Their milkshakes were insane, I'm just saying. Like, 10 out of 10, go there. I didn't have one, but they did look really good. They're cheesy they did. chips. It... Like, they, they was, those were really nice. Yeah. Now, this is one we can all answer. Was it what we expected the Monaco Grand Prix to be like? I think it was better. Um, Yeah, it was like the sort of... Well, I didn't really know what to expect layout-wise because I haven't been to a street circuit before, but it was so good. Like, just the people and everything Mm -hmm. away from the actual racing as well. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, just the vibes of the place was really good. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it was better than I thought. Like, I think just, like, the type of parties they had going on. Like, we knew there was going to be parties. We didn't realise that most of them were going to be free entry and the track. Like, realistically, yeah, yeah, fair enough. On the Sunday night, we paid €50 to get into MK. But you didn't have to spend that if you didn't want to. Like, you could just stand outside the enclosure. There was bars selling drinks onto the street. Mm -hmm. Like, onto the street, onto the track. So you didn't have to go into a party. You can hear the music, you can dance, you can, you know, buy drinks without going into a party. So yeah. that was better than I thought it was going to be. Like, the the whole atmosphere of being in the city was slash country, I suppose, <laughs> was so good. Yeah. Would we have changed anything? Not I really. changed my I mean, maybe... 
because I was so far away. I think I maybe find some comfier heels or like, <laughs> yeah, just not heels. I would have straight up bought hiking boots if I had have known. <laughs> maybe done some cardio before going. <laughs> yeah, like, I even joke to me when I say like. I am going to the gym, like, in preparation for New Year's Eve. Like, but I'm just going to go on the Stairmaster and that's going to be my Monaco practice. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I would have I bought comfier shoes. I would have packed myself, like, seven pairs of insoles, 14 pairs of insoles, yeah. a day pair and a night pair. Yeah. Um, I think that sort of stuff aside, we were so lucky with, like, interactions with, like, like me and Esteban the day we got there and, like, the views we got, the seats, well, yeah. the area we got for the saturday yeah what do you want to know about and someone's put the track party i think we've covered that the track party was mm-hmm. chef's kiss like, to be. so unexpected it was it was mad it was unexpected it was a surprise it was it was everything mm. i loved that i loved it, it was really that good. was probably and, and then this leads on nicely to the next question what was your favorite part about the weekend all of it <laughs> one is 10 out of 10 the party on sunday like Mine was meeting Esteban and then the Sunday. Okay, yeah, meeting Esteban, seeing Fernando with my own eyes. But yeah, sun, Sunday just stands out. Like, that yeah. That was just, I I would do that a hundred times over. Julia, what was your favourite part of the, your whole time in Monaco, besides from meeting us, obviously? Yeah, of course. But, like, the main <laughs> part and the other part is, I think that Meg saw me and waved to me. <laughs> I was just like that afterwards. I was just like holding Alejandra's hand and was like, oh my god, I'm dying right now. <laughs> so I think that no was problem. my favorite part, seeing him like a couple of meters in front of me. Yeah, and that not is really sweet. The he saw you and waved. I've got a question for Julia. How did being a GATG member make your weekend better? Um, you have some people to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> I think like yeah, you got social interaction. You got people you can talk about your interests. I think that's yeah. like the main part, and everything else comes out of that. So yeah, because you would have been going on your own, wouldn't you? Like yeah, if it wasn't. I would be completely on my own the whole weekend yeah and then we ended up with like a little girl squad we yeah. was going out with yeah. Alejandra like, I think that was one of the really cool things about GATG is that Absolutely. like genuinely like we now have friends across the world yeah yeah not, not like even across Europe Julia is in Germany like you know Laura's in Wales we cover three countries here you know Alejandra from Honduras yeah and I remember on the phone to my dad and I was like oh Alejandra my dad's like where's she from and I went oh Honduras and my dad went Honduras and I went yeah Honduras and he went Honduras and I was like yep yeah it was yeah. so Sorry. nice meeting so many girls and like obviously Jessica who came with us she's from Switzerland and then yeah. Nidra as well is from England as as are you and like we just met so many people and like those guys we bumped into we ended up bumping into them a few times the ones from Canada and there was just such a mix of people but we all got on really well it was so nice yeah yeah and I'm just gonna add this little tidbit so the name Girls Across the Grid we loved it because it sounded like Girls Across the World and we was like we do have such an international group and I think that Monaco's just showed like proved to me like that the name is what we are like we literally do live that like we're across the grid because at one point we was walking along the grid but we're also girls across the world because you know we now have friends from germany switzerland 
Honduras, <laughs> like Canada, like it's crazy. But yeah, yeah. I think Monaco has proved to me that, you know, we are, we are our name. We are girls across the grid. Watch this space. If you're listening to this and you're not a member, why are you not a member? Go and sign up. It's on Facebook. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Okay, thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. We promise we'll be back with you more regularly as our life gets back to normal. I will hold my hands up and say it's my fault we haven't had more regular episodes because we did record one and then life got in the way and then I went to Monaco and it just ended up being too late. So we was like, no, let's just scrap. Anyway, we'll be back with you more often. Thank you for listening to our Monaco special. We will be back soon with our Barcelona special where we're going to be talking to Rebecca. She is one of our GATG girls. She helps us out with the Yorkshire group and she's going to be talking to us about all things Barcelona. Remember to like, subscribe, whatever you do on the platform that you're listening to us on. If you can give us a rating, give us five stars. We would be very, very grateful. And we will see you soon, speak to you soon. Follow us on Instagram for our polls and all that. Bye.